following program is a presentation of Hall Sports Communications. Southeast Mortgage, the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs. Presents today's sports report. On today's program, we'll talk about University of Georgia football and more. And now, from the studios of UGA Football News on Facebook and Instagram, here's the host of today's sports report, Chris Hall. All right, it's uh, good to have you with us today on today's sports report on UGA Football News. I'm Chris Hall, your host. Matthew Hall joining us as well. And, of course, uh, we're very happy to have Rusty Manziel, uh, recruiting analyst at CBS Sports, Georgia writer for 247sports.com, color analyst for Peachtree TV high school football games. Oh, man. But, you know, all of that fails uh, into comparison with the fact that he is Kaylee Manziel's dad. Yeah. And Kaylee yeah. is the star of the house now uh, at the, yeah. the Manziel house. Uh, yeah. For uh, uh, Kaylee doing some uh, work for Peachtree TV. You guys are doing a great job broadcasting uh, high school football games. Got to kind of uh, clipped a little bit with the game because of some COVID uh, situations. But Rusty, it's good to have you with us today on our program. We're just hours away now from the big game with uh, Clemson. Good to have you with us. I appreciate you guys having me, man. It's time. You know, uh, you you talk all year. You look at this game a year ago, you think, man, that Clemson game next year is going to be something. And then you get to the you get to that you know that first week of june you're like man we're going to enjoy summer and then we're going to end up with clemson well, all of a sudden you're about what two and a half days from clemson georgia so man it is reality's here time is here talking season's just about over yeah mm-hmm. i'm ready i'm ready matthew you're doing well today doing good today doing good he's, he's kind of styling a little bit and he's yeah i got him a southeast uh, mortgage yeah uh, and by the way just very quickly, we uh, welcome Southeast Mortgage, the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs, as our uh, official sponsor of uh, today's sports report on UGA Football News. We appreciate the folks at uh, Southeast Mortgage for their support, and we'll be talking uh, about them, of course, as the days go by. But they love University of Georgia football. They're one of the official uh, sponsors uh, at uh, Sanford Stadium, and they've signed on with us, and we love that partnership. So. Uh, welcome aboard to uh, Southeast Mortgage, and we love you guys. We'll be talking more about that as well. Well, Rusty, let's get into it. You know, you you mentioned, of course, we're just hours, I guess you could say now, literally uh, counting it down to uh, Georgia Clemson. It'll be uh, coming up, of course, uh, this coming Saturday, seven thirty, Bank of America Stadium, Charlotte, North Carolina. Georgia number five, Clemson, according to, yeah, I see the sock. Clemson, according to whatever poll you want to take, is either number two or three in the country. The game, of course, will be on ABC TV. It'll be spotlighted by ESPN. So, uh, Rusty, uh, we know that uh, uh, you kind of keep up with all of this. This is your gig. This is your job. So give us a little preview as we stand right now, as we're counting, uh, counting the hours down. How does this game look? How does it stack up? What do you think? Um, I don't think anything's really changed since, you know, Georgia had some pretty big injuries with Darnell Washington, Tyke Smith, uh, most likely not playing. And, and that's kind of the stance we've taken on dogs 247. Those guys aren't going to play this week. But I think it still comes down. I hate to do coach speak, but it's, you know, <laughs> who, who don't turn the ball over and which offensive line plays the best because I think Clemson's strengths – match up with Georgia's strengths. I think that Georgia's kind of questions are still kind of Clemson schedule uh, uh, questions as well. So you look at this game, and I think 
you know, what offensive line is, is plays better uh, because they're going to come after both quarterbacks. Just, you know, yeah. Georgia's coming after for, for DJ for sure. And I think Clemson's going to come after JT and, uh, you know, make him get rid of the ball quick and try to confuse him a little bit. So I don't think really anything's changed in the last couple of weeks where you're at. I think it comes down to, who, you know, it's early in the season with those turnovers. You don't want to have something on special teams. You don't have a bad snap, a block punt. Something like that, change the momentum in this game, but I think it's going to be razor, razor thin with the margin of this game. Yeah, my, my, my kind of feeling about the game, and of course, I'm not an expert by any stretch of the imagination. I, I kind of look for maybe a low scoring, tight game yep. in the first yep. half as both teams kind of feel each other out and try to get yep. things underway and uh, get the jitters and the nerves out of the way. But I, I think uh, probably after halftime, the things are going to open up. Uh, so, I, you know, I'm looking. I'm looking maybe for a score of like, I don't know, uh, 34-27 or something like that. Uh, does that sound reasonable to you? What do you think? My my personal belief is going to be a little bit lower than that because I think both defenses are ahead of the offenses this early in the year. Uh, I still think there's a lot of questions. I, I'm not sure that unless somebody unexpectedly jumps out in front, maybe 14-17 to nothing based off something happening, uh, I don't expect to see both teams just turn it wide open. Georgia's obviously coming in this game a little bit, um, you know, hamstring a little bit, sort of say at wide receiver, some guys out. Um, you know, there's, you know, I don't know, but, you know, there's some, some COVID rumors circulating around Clemson's team right now. They have some players out. Dabo kind of danced around that question last night and said, we'll see who's available on Saturday. So there's some question marks going into it. I just think that both defenses, especially the front seven of both teams, um, are, are, are going to be more advanced right now than these offenses with some young places, young pieces of the puzzle in there. Uh, you know, I think this is going to be more of a 21 to type 17 type game right now, just my opinion. Um, I was surprised. I know really I, the whole time I've thought, you know, this is going to be a 34, 31, 37, 34 type game. But when Las Vegas came out with that total, I was like, wait a minute. Las Vegas thinks this game's going to be low scoring. I, you know, I I started looking at it more as it unfolded, and I thought, you know what? Those guys, those big buildings in Vegas aren't made on hunches. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? They, so know, I kinda, some, they, know, they know some things there, and they've done this once or twice. And I, I thought, you know what? The more I look at this game, the matchups, how it unfolds, those type things, I, I think it's going to be a, a you know, 2017, 21, 20, 24, 21. Uh, type game just based off what I think going into it. You know, we're going to be nervous wrecks when this game is over. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, if, yeah. if you oh, love yeah. Georgia or if you love Clemson, mm-hmm. it's going to be a nervous wreck yeah, <laughs> before yeah. this thing is over. Well, Matthew, yeah. let's uh, get you to jump in here. What are, what are your sources hearing? I know you got kind of a uh, some insight into uh, what's happening with Georgia. What are you hearing as we approach this big game? Well, I guess the, the biggest thing I heard this morning was, uh, or at least the chatter, uh, possibility of, of Rick Gilbert being back for this game. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Rusty has any kind of thoughts or, or anything on that. I, I don't. I don't really believe that. I mean, I think it's. Uh, I think it's a uh, hype talk. Really, um, yep. did, did see that, but uh, uh, the biggest thing that stands out to me in the last couple of days is what Dabo said about the center position. Sure. sure. Um, I mean, I think that, you know, I mean, because provided uh, uh, who Dabo ends up putting at the center position, I mean, you may have yourself a true traction uh, sitting on his right or his left. I mean, it could be a, a situation where Georgia uh, really has an advantage, I believe, uh, on the line um, yeah. in, a, in an instance like that. So uh, yeah. I don't, 
I don't know if that's the the COVID thing uh, attached to that or or whatnot with players being out, but I do know the center position uh, is, I believe, is uh, at least tipped my ears most critically the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, I just think that if that is true, I mean, if he's going to have to sit there and shuffle centers, I mean, yeah, that's going to be tough on an offensive line, and I think it opens a great opportunity for George's defense. Yeah, are you hearing anything on that, Rusty, with the center position? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll address the Eric Gilbert stuff. That Eric Gilbert is not going to play this weekend. Uh, okay. Yeah, there was there was so much going on yesterday, and listen, things like that. Matthew knows this. Things like that pick up steam, and right. it gets out of control. But you know that that's something we shot down pretty quickly on okay. our side, and and it, you know he's yeah. not. And I didn't know. And, and the first know. and the first thing people are like, well, where's he at? And he's, yeah. You know, all you need to know right now with Eric Gilbert is not playing this weekend, and we'll yeah. see how things progress with him. And he's 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 not injured. He's dealing with some personal he's issues. Dealing with some personal stuff. God bless him. You know, yeah, we, we don't want to put any definitely. pressure on him, right. and we want yep. him to be yep. healthy and well, mentally, physically, and whatever. I think well, Kirby Smart. I think Kirby Smart addressed it and said, "Listen, this guy's welcome back. You know, yeah. whenever, whenever he's ready to come back to football." So I think that's until you hear Kirby Smart say that guy's back, I and mean, you can pretty much put those rumors to rest. Right. Uh, Right. But when you look at the center position at Clemson, you know, they they got some guys trying to fight for that position, some younger guys. And certainly, you know, if you look at it from a Georgia's perspective, when you got a guy like Jordan Davis in front of you, mm-hmm. you know, and Jordan Davis is not really a three-down guy. He's so big. You get a couple plays, you get him out of the rest. But, but the couple plays each series that Jordan Davis is in, right. that's, a, that's a problem. You know, mm-hmm. that's a problem. And that guy can push the pocket. He demands double teams. And if you got a young guy in front of him, that is a – that's definitely an advantage for Georgia at that part. So, you know, again, I take the defensive lines for Clemson. You look at Miles Murphy, look at Brian Breesey and those guys. I mean, Georgia's going to have their hands full with two NFL first-rounders for sure right there. So, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, you look at you look at those individual matchups. And, then, and again, we, back to the original question of this podcast was who, which offensive line plays better. But certainly Matthew's got a point there. Clemson's going to put an inexperienced guy, first-year guy, a freshman in front of Jordan Davis. Yeah. They better get some help. Yeah, I don't know. You know, that just, I mean, when I heard that yesterday, I couldn't actually believe I was hearing what I was hearing because, I mean, I was thinking to myself, man, you know, and Jordan Davis has got to be sitting over there licking his chops, thinking, man, you know. Playing his hometown. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah, And you know, he wants to make a great impression in that kind of environment. And I mean, I just feel like he's going to have a great game. Yep. Regardless of the outcome of the Georgia Clemson game, I do believe Jordan Davis will have a. An excellent game. Sure. Um, you know, I think, what, I think he's ready. <laughs> uh, I think he's, I think he's ready too. Uh, so, what about the running back situation at uh, Clemson? Of course, they lost a big piece of the puzzle out of their their backfield. Mm-hmm. But you know, Clemson's like Alabama, like Georgia. They just kind of reload uh, again. So, what what about what are you hearing about the running back situation, the running game? Situation. Uh, they got a good offensive line. They always do. But what about the running backs? What are you hearing about Clemson and running backs? Well, they brought in a five-star Will Shipley, a kid that Georgia recruited really, really hard out of North Carolina, out of Charlotte area. He's a true yeah. freshman, be his first game. And this is a guy that, you know, obviously draws the comparisons to Christian McCaffrey. You know, this is a guy that's very versatile. He's a 4-4 kid. I mean, Georgia recruited him really, really hard. And uh, he ended up going to Clemson. You know, I think the X factor is a guy like Kobe. His name is Kobe Pryor from Cedartown. You know, here's a kid yeah. that, you know, I know Kobe. He grew up a monster Georgia fan. I mean, he wanted to go to Georgia as bad as anybody. He works out every day with Nick Chubb. Uh, you know, he's 210 pounds. It's going to be his first start. 
uh, against Georgia. So you, you take those things into consideration. I mean, Georgia's got their hands full with a guy that is big, powerful, explosive running back that, you know, let's don't beat around a bush. He wanted yeah. to be on that other sideline, and Georgia didn't offer him. So yeah. you get you get, that fa- you get that factor in, yeah. and you also throw in Will Shipley. So, again, when I say Clemson's strengths match up with Georgia's strengths, Clemson's running back situation is in very good hands, as is Georgia. Yeah. So yeah. everybody's going to have their hands full getting people to the ground, and there's going to be a lot of excitement. Uh, you know, all these running backs are going to be excited to play against the other team. Uh, a lot of chatter, of course, obviously, as we approach the game between the quarterbacks, DJ Ukulele and uh, JT Daniels. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and I, I saw a couple of reports where guys are saying, well, this one is better than the other one. That one's sure. better than the other one. I think they are two different kinds of quarterback. Sure. Yep. Uh, you know, they're kind of contrasting in their styles. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I would have be happy to have either one of them on my sure, team. No question. So, yeah. what, what do you think is who might have the edge at quarterback? Uh, who do you think? Uh, you know, that's a good point. They're really two different types of players. DJ kind of reminds me of like Ben Roethlisberger. You know, he's a six foot five, two hundred fifty pound guy. He's got a cannon strapped to his arm. Um, you know, interesting. His first game he ever started in high school was against JT Daniels out in California. Two yeah. California kids. Um, you know. These two guys are under the microscope. I mean, DJ's coming in replacing Trevor Lawrence, and then JT's coming in with he's got Heisman odds on him, you know. So, yeah. uh, finished the season strong for Georgia. This is by far the best team he's played at Georgia, probably the best team he's played in college. Now, um, you know, there's a lot of questions. People kind of question is JT Daniels this guy? I mean, he just have a really couple good games uh, for Georgia. So, I think with JT Daniels, a lot of questions can be answered Saturday night. If, you know, if JT Daniels comes out and plays great and Georgia still don't win, that tells you a lot going for the rest of the season. Like, okay, Georgia's got a quarterback. They can fix whatever and they can go. But if JT Daniels doesn't play good and say Georgia wins, there's still that looming question of they got to get that quarterback room figured out somehow, some way. But everything right. I've heard, everything I've heard right now uh, coming in this game, this is JT Daniels' team. Uh, he didn't have the best first scrimmage, but I've heard he's had a great month since then. Uh, this is an extremely smart kid, very accurate passer. Doesn't maybe have the biggest arm, uh, but he is he's a lot like Jake Fromm, and he is very, very smart. You're not going to trick him. And when you play a Clemson team, uh, Brent Venables is notorious for blitzing. They're going to come yeah. after JT Daniel. No question, they come from different, you know, these exotic, quote-unquote exotic blitzes they dial up. You will very rarely see Clemson sitting back. They will come after you the entire game. Uh, I went back and watched the Ohio State-Clemson game, and Justin Fields, he threw a lot of checkdowns, but he had like three deep balls in that game, and he was three for three on those balls. So JT Daniels is going to have plenty of opportunities for a deep ball. The make or break for me in this game as far as which quarterback play, can they hit those deep balls, and can Georgia get to DJ Ungalele because he's not the most mobile guy. Can they get him to the ground and rattle him a little bit? Because this will be his third start. Yeah. So who, who can least afford? I know we've asked this question before, but, you know, here we are hours before the game. Who can least afford to lose this game as far as maybe a national playoff uh, implications? Of course, you got the whole season in front of you. Mm-hmm. And uh, but, but as you look at the schedule of each team, I think it would be easier for uh, maybe Georgia to overcome sure. a loss than no because no of doubt. schedule. So what do you no. think about that? I agree with that 100%. I think Georgia, if they were to lose this game and say they lose a tight game, you know, say they lose a 21-20, very good, you know, very good game. That doesn't hurt Georgia, I don't think, in the long run. It, it takes away the 
the little a little bit of space you have because you got basically got to win out at that point. You got to get all the way to Alabama, probably who I predict to be in Mercedes Benz and, and win that game in December. But uh, I, I would be fairly confident in saying if Georgia were to lose this game, a good game, um, you know, maybe if they lost 27 to 21 or something, it was a good game all the way through. Uh, I think Georgia still controls their destiny, but their their margin of error shrinks. Now, if Clemson were to lose this game, say 30 to 20. Um, here's the bigger picture on this. I believe if they lose this game, that would be the third game in a row they've lost in the top 10 outside of the ACC. So then right. you start looking at, hey, they lost Ohio State. They lost LSU. Now they've lost to Georgia. So you start looking at things like, you know, their schedule's not going to help them any and that type of thing. They really need somebody. I don't think they play North Carolina in the regular season. They really need somebody to help them at ACC. Now, end of the year, I'm not saying they're out, but if you're saying the, the, who has the most to lose in this game, if they lose, my opinion, that would be Clemson. Yeah, uh, very interesting. All right, we're going to take a break here on today's Sports Report, uh, brought to you by UGA Football News on Facebook and Instagram. And we'll hear a word from our uh, sponsor today and uh, sponsor for this football season, Southeast Mortgage, the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs. Today's sports report will be right back after this message from Southeast Mortgage, the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs. This is head coach Kirby Smart. It's my job to coach the fundamentals of football and prepare my guys for the future. Well, my friends at Southeast Mortgage are preparing you for your future by becoming a homeowner. Every Bulldog deserves a home. If you're in the market to purchase or refinance, I trust Southeast Mortgage to provide the best experience and get it done. Visit southeastmortgage.com UGA to get pre-approved for your home loan today. Southeast Mortgage the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs. Southeast Mortgage of Georgia Incorporated, NMLS, number 103956, Georgia Residential Mortgage License, number 6578. The only thing better than winning between the hedges on Saturday is coming home to this on Sunday. On the football field, I'm a coach. At home, I'm a dad. The field is where legends are made, where boys become men, dreams become reality, and teammates become family. Family is the most important thing. It's everything we have. And home is where a family's memories are made. So when the time comes to finance your home, make the smart choice and get your home loan with Southeast Mortgage. Thank you for joining us and welcome back to today's sports report. All right, we're back here on uh, today's sports report uh, brought to you by UGA Football News. Well, Rusty, of course, it's not just the only game Georgia and Clemson. Uh, they're a full slate of games uh, for SEC teams. So I thought we'd just kind of run down the, the schedule here a little bit and uh, make maybe some uh, predictions about who's going to do well, who's going to win, who's going to lose. It looks like for me, as I look over the SEC schedule, outside of Alabama's game with Miami and Georgia's game with Clemson, it looks like every game that the SEC teams will play, uh, will be playing uh, this weekend, are winnable, should win. Uh, the SEC teams are going to be favored, but you never know. Opening weekend, you might get some surprises. So let's start off, first of all, Bowling Green and Tennessee. Uh, Josh Heupel now, the head coach at Tennessee. I, I don't see any problem with Tennessee winning uh, this they, game. They, they, uh, they better win this. I yeah. That. They better win this one in, in Knoxville, but I, I certainly think Tennessee wins that game. Yep. Yeah, what about it, Matthew? Yeah, I mean, Tennessee wins this game, but I think Rusty's right. I mean, if they lose this game, uh, 
cool. You, you know, you're going to have a media frenzy over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we wish our friends in Tennessee well. We really do. And uh, hopefully they'll win that. Uh, UL, uh, University of Louisiana at Monroe at Kentucky. Mark Stoops, uh, you know, Kentucky's kind of a wild card. Uh, a pretty good football team, you know, that yep. might make some noises in the SEC East. But I don't see uh, Kentucky having any problem with the UL Monroe. Do you? Me neither. No, I, I think Kentucky rolls in this one. Yeah. Uh, Matthew? Yeah, Kentucky all the way. All right. Uh, Rice at Arkansas. Uh, Sam Pittman, of course, head coach at uh, Arkansas. That'll be Saturday at 2 p.m. It'll be on the SEC Network and ESPN Plus, SEC Network Plus. Uh, so, you know, I don't know anything about Rice. Uh, you know, they're a major college, and uh, at times they'll have uh, decent teams, but, you know, they're going to be playing at Fayetteville, so I what do you think? Uh, will Will Arkansas make gravy out of rice? <laughs> Sorry, I believe, I believe, uh, the only way the only way that doesn't happen is they're looking forward to that te- that Texas game next week. Oh Texas yeah, come, Texas comes to Arkansas Saturday night prime time. ESPN yep. Fayetteville. Uh, this will be the first time that Sam Pittman is is uh, available to have a full crowd at Arkansas yeah. under his regime. So. Uh, they're going to be rocking and rolling Saturday, and I'm telling you right now, you, all you're going to hear next week, you hear Georgia Clemson all week, yeah. it's going to be Arkansas Texas talk next week, it'll be everywhere That good for that program and good for Sam Pittman for this exposure, but they're going to start the season off, I think they're a 21 point favorite I think that yeah. I expect them to go ahead and take care of business Hey, you know, that's old school Southwest Conference football game uh, there. you know, right Arkansas there. and yes. uh, and Texas, that used to be that the biggie, biggie, biggie oh, back in the day. So what about it, Matthew? You think uh, Arkansas has got rice? Yeah, Arkansas definitely rolls on this one. All right, Saturday, 3.30 p.m., pretty big game. Uh, Alabama, ranked number one in the preseason polls, taking on Miami, for, uh, ranked 14th preseason polls. It'll be 3.30 uh, in Atlanta. It'll be on ABC. Uh, that'll be the pregame or the first game before the Georgia Clemson game. The Bryce Young era begins at the University of Alabama. Uh, young, untested, but highly, highly regarded. A lot of buzz about Bryce Young. Uh, Eric King, quarterback uh, for Miami. Yeah, you know, they're playing in, in uh, the uh, up in Atlanta. Alabama loves to go to Atlanta to play because they usually win. Yep. So, I, you know, I, I, it might be it might be a good game, but I just got my – I just think Alabama's going to maybe run away with the game. What do you think? I think second half Alabama takes control of the depth of Alabama is what, yeah. you know, you can go with Alabama for a couple couple – you know, a couple quarters sometimes, but, you know, adrenaline should – and Miami should be a better team. Getting King back was a big deal. You know, he had a bad injury last year, healthy. But yeah. so to go toe-to-toe and beat Alabama for four quarters – it's hard to do. Georgia yep. fans know that. Uh, it takes every single minute of every game to do it. And yeah. I just think Alabama pulls away in the second half and wins this one pretty easily. And you know, Nick Saban has been pointing their, his team toward this game for <laughs> five months. So yeah. they, yeah. they, they yeah. really uh, yeah. got it for it. Matthew, you see uh, an upset in no, Atlanta? I mean, I think, it, I think it's going to be closer than what some people think. I think Derek King will have a good game. But, I mean – just like Rusty said, I mean, and Georgia fans do know, I mean, I personally agonized over it. Uh, you know, if you don't play every single play, I mean, just go back and look at 2017. You know, you got to play every play with Bama. Yeah. Don't, you know, and it don't matter what the score is, what down it is, how many yards. I mean, <laughs> you don't do that. You don't do that, you lose. And I just see Bama, you know, Bama winning. Uh, let's see, 7 o'clock on Saturday night. Akron, the Zips. 
They caught Auburn, the Tigers. Uh, Brian Harson's first uh, game as head coach at Auburn University. Bless their hearts. Auburn is just so desperate to get, you know, they beat Alabama in the past you know, few, uh, few years a couple of times. But I, I think they're desperate to get back to with Georgia, Alabama, that kind of elitist uh, uh, status. What? Uh, Auburn's hungry. I think Auburn will win the game. What do you think about Auburn as we enter into the season? I think uh, they got an elite running back. They're always tough on defense. I think when Auburn is pretty simple, you know, how does Bo Nix play? Mm-hmm. That, that quarterback spot for them has been kind yeah. of they, – they've tried to replace Cam Newton a couple of times. You know, they had Nick Marshall done some different things. Uh, but but for me, uh, Bo Nix is a guy that I was high on coming out of high school. Mike Bobo is now coaching. Brian Harson's a quarterback guy. So he's got really – two quarterback guys in the room with him at all times. So you look at that, I think when you forecast Auburn's season, I think that Auburn's always tough. They're always good on defense, and they've got one of the best running backs in the country, Tank Bigsby out of Callaway, mm-hmm. right up there in LaGrange, Georgia. So I, I think it all depends on how Bo Nix plays, but I certainly anticipate them winning this game Saturday to open up the Harson area 1-0 against Akron. Yeah, that, that, that stadium will be rocking, too. Yes, it will. On yep. Saturday night. What do you think, Matthew? Any hope for the Zips? No, I mean, I, I like Nick's. Uh, a lot of experience coming back, too. I think he, he shows up in Auburn handles business. All right, Eastern Illinois, 7 o'clock on Saturday night. Eastern Illinois at South Carolina. Shame uh, Beamer's uh, debut as the head coach at South Carolina. And they're starting a coach. Yeah. At, at quarterback. Now, yeah. you, you know, he's a graduate assistant, I understand. Had some yeah. eligibility left. Yeah. I forgot the guy's name. I should have wrote Zeb, it down. Zeb, Zeb Nolan. So, Nolan, so, Nolan yeah. Re- Rusty, they're, they're starting a coach at quarterback. Is that legal? Yeah. Can you do that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Zeb just graduated, which is crazy. You know, Zeb yeah. probably came into – Zeb probably came into the month of June going, man, I got to work camp. I got to get ready for fall. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I'm not sure how much he's been working out. And next thing you know, you know, the second week in August, you're like, wait a minute, dude, you're putting on pads. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, you know, it's it's not an ideal situation. Still, uh, you know, a young man that's played. He played at Iowa State, played at North Dakota State. Unfortunately, he ran into a young man named Trey Trey Lance. Yeah. Uh, So he didn't get to play much at North Dakota State as well. But I I think that – you know, Zeb's going to get it done. I don't think they're going to ask him to do too much. I think the game to watch for them is going to be next week when yeah. they go to East Carolina. East Carolina, that, that game for South Carolina is huge to get some momentum because they start out 2-0, and their schedule favors them, and they make it possibly get to five or six games. But they're going to have to have some quarterback play. They're going to have to have some help. Yeah. You know, I don't know when Luke Doty's coming back. And when you look at this situation, them having to pull a guy out of the – the GA department. That's not ideal. Yeah. Says, his dad's a head coach at Oconee County, Travis Nolan. I told Travis this week, I said, Travis, <laughs> you're the only coach in the country. You're the only high school coach in the country that has two starting quarterbacks in the SEC. He has Max Johnson at LSU and yeah. his son at Oconee County, so from Oconee wow. County, South Carolina. So, that's uh, good. You know, really good family, but you know we're going to see how it goes, and I don't, I don't expect him to put too much on Zeb in his first game. But man, you got to look for next week when they play East Carolina. Yeah, if that's the situation. You got to figure out some things. I'm sure they're going to be a lot of handing off. Sure. Yeah, uh, and maybe some of those little dinky. <laughs> what do you think, Matthew? Uh, yeah, I, I think there'll be. I think they'll. You know, there'll be a lot of handoffs, and I think there'll be a lot of dump passes, and uh, yeah. you know things of that nature. And I, th- I still think they pull away and get it done. You know. Just like like Rusty said, he's got experience, you know. So I think they do get the job done. 
All right, uh, Saturday night, 7.30, Florida Atlantic at number 13, Florida. Uh, Dan Mullen, of course, uh, head coach at uh, Florida, the coach we love to hate around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really hate, but, you know, we, we – so what do you – Florida Atlantic, you know, at times they have decent teams. Uh, they're going into Gainesville to play Florida. What, what do you – you know, I'm sure Florida will win, but what do you think? Well, you look at the, you know, the Emory Jones era is opening up at Florida. Uh, this is a kid that's played a little bit over the last couple of years, but kind of only runs the ball when he comes in. So, you know, Florida Atlantic is obviously a lot of Florida athletes on that team, a lot of guys that can run. This is going to be a huge game for them. Uh, you know, I think Florida wins, but you know, this one, you don't want this game. You don't want this game to be a game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. want this one. You want to put Florida Atlantic away because here's the thing. Florida Atlantic is going to have size. They're going to have speed. Uh, we'll see what they do. But I think the thing you watch for this game uh, is how the quarterback play Emory Jones, young man from Heard County, another guy right up the street from Callaway High School, somebody I covered in high school. So uh, this is his era. He's waited his time. We'll see what he can do. All right, Matthew, what do you think? Well, I mean, I think Florida wins. I mean, of course, I mean, uh, you know, I'm going to throw it in there that I wish Florida Atlanta would win. But uh, I do think that I do think that uh, Emory Jones will will get it uh, will get it done. You know, he's been a pretty patient guy too. Um, so I think I fully expect him to see, you know, uh, to take advantage of his time. All right, the big one Saturday, seven thirty. Number five, Georgia. Number three, Clemson. Of course, the game in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a close game, obviously. I, I did see where somebody had Clemson as double-digit favorites. Now, I've seen Georgia like two or three-point favorites. I haven't, but but I saw somebody had Clemson up double-digit uh, favorites. You know, I, I'm going to pick with Georgia. I got to I got to go with my Bulldogs. I think it's going to be a good game, close game. I may not have any fingernails left when the game is over and and I may not be able to sleep Saturday night. But I got, I got to go with Georgia. So what do you think, Rusty? Well, you know, I picked Georgia August 1st. Obviously had some injuries since then. You had some question marks there. Um, you know, when I picked Georgia August 1st, I'm sitting there thinking Eric Gilbert's playing, Darnell Washington's playing, yeah. Ty Key Smith's playing, all these guys are playing. Uh, you know, I've, I've sat back the last week or so and really, you know, actually I went back and watched the Clemson-Notre Dame game. I watched some of the LSU-Clemson game. Just kind of some things you want to double cross, uh, double check, I mean. And, and I still think – one thing I like about this team is the things I hear behind the scenes. Uh, I hear this is an extremely close football team. Uh, you look at guys like Jordan Davis. You look at guys like Jamari Salyer. These are these are these are guys that didn't go to the NFL for a reason. They came back to win games like this. Uh, they could have all went on. They could all been getting paid right now to play. This is their last season in college football. You know, everything I hear from behind the scenes that Georgia's an extremely tight team in that locker room. I heard the coaching staff loves this team, got real good leaders. Uh, you got an experienced guy like JT Daniels. Um, you know, they got they got all these special teams guys back, kicker, punter, all that thing. I think early on in this year, I think Georgia finds a way to make a play late. Uh, and I mean really late. And I'm going to take Georgia 24, Clemson 20. All right, Matthew, what do you think? <laughs> Is it yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm gonna, I mean, of course, I'm going to go with the dogs, but I'm going to go with the dogs. I mean, I'm going you know, to just put it out there. Uh, you know what JT Daniels said, unfinished business. I still think he has that mantra Yep. yep. Uh, moving into game one, and I think that he will be ready uh, when the moment comes. So I think he's going to be a stud. 
And 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 memo to Georgia: no turnovers. No yeah, turnovers. Yeah, no turnovers. All right. Uh, Saturday also at eight o'clock. Uh, Kent State at number six, Texas A and M. Uh, Jimbo Fisher, of course, uh, has made a promise. He's going to beat Alabama this year. Uh, so Kent State, uh, yeah, uh, Texas A&M got to go with uh, Texas A&M. What about you? Yeah, no problem there. I think Texas A&M's got a lot of momentum off season. Uh, they got a new quarterback, Haynes King, uh, that won the job. So we'll see how he plays early, but they should have no issues with Kent State. Uh, Matthew, what do you think? All right. I mean, definitely. And then especially coming off the way they finished, I know – I know, you know, they do have a new quarterback, but man, they, you know, they did play a good, good string there at the end of last season. So I, uh, I expect them to roll right on in. And know, by the way, Jimbo Fisher got a raise, nine million dollars a year. Now that's almost as much as somebody I know makes, like uh, you know, Rusty Manziel or somebody. Cool. But, man, nine million, nine oh, million yeah. a year through the year twenty thirty two or some something wow. like that. All right, uh, Saturday wow. night, eight thirty, number sixteen, LSU at UCLA. This will be on Fox. This will be a featured game on uh, Fox. So, hey, hey, that's going to be interesting. LSU at yeah. UCLA. I'm going to go with LSU, but kind of an interesting yeah. game, don't you think, Rusty? Yeah, you, you take all the variables. LSU got displaced this week. They had to go out to Houston last yeah. Sunday. I believe it took them eleven hours to even get there. A, a car mm-hmm. ride. You take three. Uh, but I think this LSU team is a lot better than people are even paying attention to. I know all the attention's on Texas A&M. Uh, I'm a big fan of Max Johnson, the kid right out of Athens, Georgia, right there, Oconee County High School. Uh, I think he's a big-time football player, quarterback. He takes his team over second year basically for him. They got a lot of guys back. Um, I just think LSU's flying on the radar, and I expect them to handle business against UCLA, a team that's got a little bit of momentum and a lot of starters back for Chip Kelly. But – I think LSU is going to kind of flex their muscle a little bit and get some attention after this game. Defense, defense, defense. Why do you think, Matthew? LSU? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah LSU here. I mean, and, and LSU is, you know, I've been uh, looking at, you know, just the basics of their team over the last couple of weeks, and they are better than I thought they were. Um, you know, I, I, of course, with Joe, I, I keep thinking, hey, Joe Burrow's gone. You know, LSU is not that good anymore, but – you know, the uh, problem is you get new guys that come in there to fill those roles just like uh, at any program. And LSU looks – they look pretty good to me. All right, the uh, final game we'll look at. Monday, September the 6th, uh, Labor Day night, Louisville at Ole Miss. Uh, Lane Kiffin, of course, head coach at Ole Miss. Uh, that's would be on ESPN, featured game on ESPN. Louisville at Ole Miss could be an interesting game. I'll go with the uh, Rebels, but what do you think, Rusty? That was going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, that's going to be. An I, I don't know. How, I don't know how good um, Ole Miss is on defense. I know they got Matt Corral. They got some guys that are going to throw it around, score some points. But you know, they don't put those games on prime time for a reason. They think it's going to be a foot good football game. And I know Scott Satterfield is a really good coach up there. I think that one's going to be really, really close. But I'll go with Ole Miss at the end. That's going to be fun to watch. I'm, yeah, that'll be a fun I'll, game. I'll dig into that. And, uh, hopefully it's not a crazy bad weekend where you're not just depressed on Monday, but uh, yeah. get a chance to sit back and relax and watch a, an SEC team play on prime time and, and Ole Miss. That'll be fun. What do you think, Matthew, on that game? Yeah, I like Matt Corral too. I mean, you know, he's a man. He's a gunslinger. I mean, you know, so I, I, I like him in this game. He uh, he's grown on me a lot as I've watched him, uh, you know, and then I've watched some film on him. And I mean, man, he's he's actually really good. He's a lot better than I thought he was. So I, I, I like I like him. He's got some moxie about him. 
Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up our program today. One other note, of course, uh, recruiting is uh, your big deal at 247sports.com. Uh, and the current rankings for 2022, you guys have Georgia at uh, a third-ranked team behind Penn State and Notre Dame as far as the recruiting class is concerned. We got a, a big, uh, what was he, offensive tackle from uh, yeah, Memphis? Jacob, or, yeah, Jacob, Jacob Hood. And he's yeah. got what, a size what, shoe, 18 or some yeah. kind of ridiculous thing? Yeah. Wow. So he's actually from Nashville. Um I had a chance to watch him work out up in June. He's he's six foot eight, around three fifty. My and, uh, Wow. He, he is he's a massive human being. I know his mom and dad are happy to get him off the meal table when he comes to, goes to Georgia. So <laughs> right, uh, that's right. That, that man, <laughs> that's going to free up some grocery money for sure up there. Oh, yeah. That's a big that's a big gift for Georgia. But this game is this this Clemson game means so much. If Georgia wins this game, there's a ton of momentum as far as exposure for Georgia, but it'd be a ton of momentum recruiting. Uh, right. They go head to head with Clemson on a lot of kids, so it will yeah. be one of those deals where, hey, you know, it'll be in those living rooms real quick about, hey, we beat Clemson. We'll see how yeah. it goes, but uh, Georgia still got a lot left on the plate in this 2022 class. But Jacob Hood certainly was a big piece of the puzzle. Yeah, the the, the Clemson Georgia Clemson game not only on the field but also in the recruiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Definitely. Well, Rusty Manziel has been with us today, our good friend from. Two forty-seven uh, sports.com uh, the color coordinator, uh, commentator on uh, TV for high school games. You know, very quickly back in the day, and I'm really dating myself. Uh, you know, uh, Dandy Don Meredith uh, did uh, yeah. commentary yeah. on ABC Monday Night Football. Yeah. And you know, when when a game got out of hand and he felt like the game was over, he'd break out in song. You know, like turn yeah. out the lights, yeah. the party's yeah. over. Now I'm yeah. waiting for you to do that. I, yeah, I, I, I yeah. need you to do that for me sometime. No. <laughs> I may talk Kaylee into singing something, but I'm not going to be. Yeah, you're, you're not going to do that. Okay. You're not going to need music out of me. I got you, brother. All right. Thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Thank you, Rusty. Thank we you. appreciate yeah. it so much, Rusty, for taking time. Go, dogs, yeah. and uh, we'll yeah, talk to you again in the future. Go, dogs. Thanks, guys. Thank you yeah, so thank much. You. All right, uh, Matthew. Well, uh, that's going to wrap up our game. Uh, our game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a game. Uh, wrap up our program for today. We're looking forward to. Um, Clemson and Georgia. So, any final words from you? No, no. I uh, just want to, you know, send a shout out to Rusty again for coming on with us. Uh, also, you know, big shout out to our new sponsors, uh, Southeast Mortgage. Uh, you know, really appreciate the uh, uh, the love and the partnership that we, you know, that we got going on, and, and look forward to it this season and beyond. And uh, speaking of partnership, we have coming on board with us. Uh, a special correspondent uh, that will be a part of uh, the today's uh, sports report uh, family uh, coming up. And uh, the young lady will be sharing some special reports just for us, uh, originating from UGA Football News. We'll be talking more about that in the future and a new website coming up for uh, UGA Football News. And that is uh, UGAFBnews.com. Not quite active yet, but it's coming soon. So we're excited about that, right? Yep, definitely. I mean, uh, got some things moving. Uh, big, you know, uh, look forward to having, uh, you know, uh, Generica Owens uh, on with us. And we'll talk, you know, more about her and her, you know, her background and what she's got going on uh, in the future uh, with some exclusive content. And then also uh, with the website being built uh, by, you know, partnering up with uh, Chris Burgett, former running back. Uh, Georgia, you know, he's done a great job on building the website, and, uh, and it is coming soon. I look forward to having it out there. 
UGA Football News would like to thank Southeast Mortgage, the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs, for sponsoring our program today. When the time comes to finance or refinance your home, make the smart choice and get your home loan from Southeast Mortgage. Your friends at Southeast Mortgage are ready to help you. Visit southeastmortgage.com slash UGA today for more information. This and previous editions of today's sports report can be found at UGA Football News on Facebook and Instagram, on many leading podcast apps, and at todayssportsreport.com. Be sure to join us for our next program as we keep you up to date with University of Georgia football and more. Until then, be safe and go dogs. Oh! <laughs>